0: Hope and Patience with Amelia Rope, a podcast about business,
1: well-being and chocolate huge hello to my lovely listeners this is our second remote recording we lockdown has been eased a little bit um, but we are still away from the recording studio so our guest today radiates energy and charm and is an expert of bringing flowers to the subscription model you may have seen his array of butcher's bikes which tour the country or most recently in the Sunday Times Relative Values article featuring him with his ma. So, our guest today is the wonderful Freddie Garland, founder of Freddie's Flowers.
0: Hello, Amelia. How are you?
1: I'm really good, Freddie. It's <laughs> lovely to hear your voice. Thanks uh, for we, having me. Is... <laughs> This is our second shot at this, the first time we couldn't get enough signal, so it's great to hear Freddie's voice, and it's (laughs) a pleasure to have you here. So um, Freddie, would you um, start off with a little snapshot of what the catalyst was for you to leap into the world of flowers and subscriptions, and did you really see that you would be ending up where you are now?
0: Yes, so I I started Freddie's Flowers in October 2014, and having, having... Got a dreadful degree at leeds university i got a third in popular and world music and i sort of came out not knowing at all what to do with myself and the first sort of opportunity that presented itself to me was uh, doing some door-to-door sales for an organic fruit and vegetable delivery service so i sort of did that for a bit and uh, and find, found myself sort of actually being reasonably good at it at the same time in my mind i'd had um, my mum and dad who owned this flower shop in london for 30 years and so I grew up surrounded by flowers, and you know I'd seen what a wonderful, creative thing flowers are, and how much how much people love them. And but I just thought to myself, you know, the, at the moment it, it's very difficult to get nice flowers. You either go to a supermarket and sort of buy, uh, you know, not not the greatest quality, and end up being quite expensive for that, or you go to a florist where you where you spend a lot of money as well. And I thought, based on my uh, having worked for a you know, Abel and Cole who are an organic subscription service. I thought surely there's something in bringing a regular delivery of fresh flowers to people's homes, essentially harnessing what's going on outside with nature and trying to bring it indoors. I've, you know, I thought people would really enjoy having a regular delivery of fresh flowers. So I sort of married the knowledge of my mum and dad's flower shop with the the understanding of how a, a subscription business worked. And, uh, and then Freddie's Flowers was born.
1: Very clever guy. It fascinates me that you read, what was it? Popular and World Music?
0: I did. I read Popular and World Music. For some reason, I'd, I'd sort of, at, universe, at, at school, I'd done music and I was reasonably good at it. But then um, this was one course that I found and it just ended up being absolutely awful. And I just did very little work. And, you know, you come out of of three years of that with just no idea what to do. And um, that's where I found myself.
1: (laughs) Lucky man. So you should be able to give us a good recommendation later on about a song to listen to. Now, Freddie, one of the things that fascinates me about you and your personality is that you started off doing something that would just fill me with utter horror and utter dread I mean I managed to do door dropping of leaflets but door-to-door selling I mean where do you get your confidence from
0: well it was I mean I, I will say it was terrifying I mean I, I so I'd, I'd worked at um, Abel and Cole for sort of four years and, and and then and then I just decided to stop that and do Freddie's Flowers and I suppose the, I'll just take you through briefly what I did I set up a tent in in I moved back home with my mum and dad in Wandsworth and set up a a sort of tent in the garden there where that was my sort of pack house. And I bought a milk float to do the deliveries. So I was sort of ready from an operations perspective to get going. But then you're quite right. The actual fear of sort of, right, I'm going to, you know, I printed out a little A4 piece of paper that I laminated with a pretty picture of some flowers on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got on my bike, you know, at sort of four o'clock in the afternoon, which is what I was used to. And I cycled up to um, 10 minutes away from mum and dad's home and just found a road that I, that was quite nice. And I, you know, you just knock on a door. There is just a huge amount of, God, are these people actually going to do it? But I have to say, I really did believe in the idea. And I think by having a real belief in it, you know, I didn't think that it wasn't going to work. So through speaking to people, I just you know, I just talked to people about the idea, but I was so sure that it was a good idea that, you know, on the first night I sort of got three customers. Wow. And from then on, I was just like, people want it, so I'll, I'll just keep doing this.
1: So your confidence, have you always had confidence as a child or is that something that's grown as you've, I hate the word grown up, but I mean, it is reality, isn't it?
0: Well, I'm not, no, I'm really, I'm not confident at all. I'm, I'm a really un confident person i get sort of highly anxious about lots of things I'm a, I'm a very anxious person but i think what i am is you know i really really love the 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 box of flowers that i sell so if you can imagine the way i used to look at it is if you have a sort of fishmonger or, or a farmer who, who's bringing their own vegetables from their farm to, to people's doors you know there's no sort of nerves there's more just passion for what you're talking about so by by feeling really really energetic about the fact that i've got this fantastic idea that i just really want you to try you know please help me give this a go the sort of it's not really confidence it's just like passion for the idea and then i was able to just talk to people and 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 just get chatting to people on their doorstep and say here's the idea you know if, if you're up for it great and i think through just loving you know, I couldn't have done it with radiators or something. Do you know what I mean? You've got to. if no. You've got a If you've got. Something you're you were a believer. Yeah, a real believer. <laughs> and uh, and I just thought it's got to work.
1: Do you think you're an extrovert and an optimist?
0: I'd say I'm definitely an optimist, but a sort of practical optimist. I mean, there's there's optimism, but there's also a realization of uh, what is likely to happen. So I, I'm mm-hmm. always optimistic around the office and very positive. And always like to think positively, but there's always a there's definitely an element of realism in in that, and and you know don't just get carried away with it. I'm not an extrovert, no. In, in, you know I sort of think
1: there's an option, Freddie, also to be an ambivert as well. I've discovered, which is sort what's of what's that? <laughs> that is a mix of intro and extro.
0: Really? But... So maybe maybe <laughs> that's it. I mean, I really am not. That I'm very aware of myself. I'm highly self-aware. Uh, which makes you slightly introverted sometimes. I'm not, you know, it's really extrovert. interesting
1: because you don't give that. I mean, we haven't physically met yet, but you, but just exploring you, you don't. I don't get that feeling when I, you know, when I watch you do your flower arranging videos and stuff like that. So it's, well, I, but yeah. but I'm relaxed
0: in that because I'm talking about something that I love and I feel passionate about and, and stuff. Yeah. So I so I can be really. I'm I'm very enthusiastic and very passionate. But I think maybe extrovert is more, you know, just sort of relentlessly outgoing. And that's not me. I I don't feel I'm just very, you know, when it when it comes to being able to talk about flowers and be really positive about that. then I'm pretty good at that.
1: I must say flowers are the answer to any form of stress. Freddie, if you um, uh, well, I just find that I put my nose in a into a rose. And despite all the hubbub and everything that's going on around me. There's something that I used to be an aromatherapist, but it's something that just makes me feel as if I'm I've got a sort of bit of goldenness around me. It's the, the, yeah. the whole thing with nature is so powerful, and it's it, uh, hopefully that's one thing with lockdown is that people really appreciate it. And I, and I know um, I was talking to my parents this weekend actually, and I was saying how amazing you are supporting all these UK or a lot of UK growers. Who I'm sure you've supported by still um, your flowers being out, going out and subscriptions through lockdown and um, I, British, British plants, when you can get them, flowers and stuff are amazing. Yeah. So, Freddie, on your um, negative, unmotivated days, which I don't know if you get or whether you don't get, I certainly mm-hmm. have them. How do you sustain your motivation? Well, I definitely
0: do have negative and unmotivated days. You know, there's days where you, I mean, I go through very definite peaks and troughs in my mood. You know, I have some days where I just feel I'm, I'm so not you know you mentioned i'm sort of enthusiastic and i say i'm enthusiastic and there are some days where i'm just really struggling to find that and so, you know you can't you just can't find it in your body if you know what i mean it's just not there and so on those days it really is just about well trying to realize that that it's acceptable i suppose to, to have those days i think is a really important thing that i've i've learned that to have sort of low days is something that is that is acceptable and just sort of knowing that y- the days where you're feeling great again are are, are gonna are gonna be round the corner you know uh so i almost don't try and overly motivate myself on a day where i'm not feeling my my perkiest you know mm-hmm. I, I just sort of ride it out a little bit and then and then you know, because I can feel quite like just, just not, that, not that enthusiastic. And, and it's important just to let that wash over you a bit and, 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 and know that you'll feel much better the next day or something.
1: It is. It is that amazing thing, isn't it? Where you can wake up and just nothing seems to get you going. And then the next day you wake up really early and off you go again. And I think it's that, I think the more it happens, the more reassurance, you just think, okay, this is not going to be a great day. There's not going to be much achieved. I'm going to go out and walk and breathe in the air, kick back. And then it sort of can recharge, can't it?
0: Yeah. You know, for me, it's, you know, I might I find it quite stressful because I, you know, it's got my name above the door of the company and I sort of come in yeah. and instantly I feel quite conscious that, you know, I, I feel quite on the spot about things. And um, sometimes I can completely own that feeling and sort of be like, yeah, great. You know, I, this is, this is great. And I'm feeling wonderful today. And sometimes I can feel just a bit like, my God, I I, I just like to sort of go on a walk and, and be uh, not around lots of people. Um, and I think that that's one thing is just to sort of get away from stuff and, and, get a bit of space is quite important
1: (laughs) actually Freddie that has made me think of another question when you were talking just now about your name being front of house because the business is obviously called after you my chocolate business was called after me and I've always felt that it puts an extreme amount of pressure on one as a founder because ultimately it's not just you know uh, um I don't know um beautiful flowers or or wonderful chocolate it's one's name which means that everything stops with you and your name is sort of on the brand and it's it's sort of I don't know I just found that I had I pushed even harder because my name it stopped back with my name what what are your thoughts on it
0: yeah absolutely I mean having yeah having your name sort of above the door as it were does certainly add add an extra pressure just means you've got a um you know you're judged by what you do each day. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I suppose I'm sort of the face of the business as well and, and therefore just add, adds a level of pressure to it that um, makes it harder some days, I guess. But but I, I also really, really enjoy that.
1: Well, it's personal, isn't it, I suppose? And your brand is so personal. Yeah,
0: I think that's the really important. Yeah, exactly. It's very personal. Yeah.
1: When you, um, I certainly, when I, there are times where I really overthink that my brain feels as if it's almost about to sizzle. But do you do you find um, that you ever become sort of paralyzed by overthinking? And if your mind does sort of become paralyzed with a whole load of thinking, what do you do to sort of free it up again?
0: To stop overthinking, I suppose it is, you know, I do just try and take myself out of it for a bit. You know, I I I think a really key thing is actually, sorry, a really important thing is making sure that you've got other people in your business who are able to do the things that you aren't able to do. So I think that, that is a massively important point for, from what I've learned from, you know, doing everything on my own from mum and dad's garden, you know, doing delivery myself, packing the flowers, you know, customer service, marketing, you know, all of that kind of thing. You know, we now have a really good team of people in place and who are actually significantly better than me at absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, having, having them in place just gives you a lot more freedom to think about it. And that's kind of how I stop overthinking things, you know. Oh, but but my absolute the the place I like to be, you know, the days I look forward to are when I'm planning the flowers that are that are coming up, you know. So like uh, actually thinking and getting creative with the flowers, I find that very very relaxing, and um, try and sort of do as much of that as possible actually, because uh, that that frees my brain up a bit.
1: I mean, it is for anyone who's who's listening, who is starting up or or trying to grow their business, it sort of ties into my next question. I mean, Freddie, I really, you have done so incredibly well. I never got my chocolate business beyond the stage of me doing absolutely everything. And, and you know, people would interject saying, you should do this and you should do that. But you've done it, and you've built a team, and you're growing a business, and um, you know, that takes a huge amount of resilience, it takes a huge amount of um, as you say, having the right team but but being clever and, and everything else so, so it is amazing. Oh
0: thank you. It does take a lot out of you, I suppose that is it becomes your baby really. I mean it's kind of well a, you've
1: now got a little baby too. I have
0: I have I have a, a physical baby. I do a one and a half year old boy <laughs> called Jesse who's very sweet. Yeah, having, having your own business is, is becomes an unbelievably close part of you you know it's like it, it's an extension of yourself almost well, well this certainly is for me. And uh, and therefore, you just feel like you've got to constantly work on it, constantly be thinking about it. But at the same time, it's a hobby and something you love doing. So it's it's nice.
1: So what with um, your mindset, what what do you think makes a growth a sort of expansive mindset, especially in the current climate where people will be thinking, how am I going to grow my business? And have you ever had to struggle with a fixed mindset at all?
0: I think I I fortunately, I've had some some help from people as well who have been able to to give really good advice, which has been which has been really important. And um, and I'd say it's always important to have a mentor there to help. Um, And something that's been really, you know, we actually have an unbelievably simple business where we deliver one box of flowers each week, which makes it really, really uncomplicated. And then it's just kind of trying to relentlessly think, how can we make it a little bit better without deviating from from your core thing? You know, to start with, I was often saying, uh, you know, shouldn't we be doing this and that? Maybe we need a larger box and a smaller box and, you know, all all these kinds of things. And actually, what we've ended up with is just something really, really straightforward that has got a really clear message. And and therefore, you've kind of got a path to stick to. And then it's just kind of tinkering with things to see how, how we can get things a little bit better so how can we make the flower arrangements you know slightly better in in the office how can we make everything a bit nicer there for everyone but at the same time we've, we've got a, a really clear understanding of where we're going and our, and our plan and I think that's a really important thing to be able to stick to um, so that you don't end up getting too carried away with with lots of ideas you know back in the day I was sort of saying we should be delivering Christmas trees because you know, I, I did that for a bit which which is quite fun um, but you just end up trying to do too many things and you've got to work out your goal and what you want to do and then try and stick to that. And, and, and that kind of gives you a little bit of structure, I think.
1: And in this, I suppose in the current climate that small businesses find themselves in at the moment is it's adaptability and a lot of thinking on your feet, I would imagine maybe less with your model, but I'm just thinking with other sort of industries, that, that whole thing of, you've got to have a growth, you know, an expansive mindset, really.
0: Yes, so certainly with the current situation, I mean, that, that took a huge amount of um, trying to work out what to do quite quickly and being you know adaptable is is certainly a word. So, you know, all of the all of the team that we used to have out, you know, you mentioned in the introduction on, on our butcher yeah. bikes and stuff. You know, we've quite quickly had to work out what we're going to do with them and how, how best they can be used, how best they can help. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of kind of thinking on, on one's feet and, and trying to work out what, what best to do. Um, unfortunately for us in the, in the current situation, everyone, you know, flowers are really brightening I up bet. people's homes. And, uh, and you know, that we're delivering a lot of joy, Amelia, around the country, I think, which is really nice.
1: And my next door neighbour, where I'm living at the moment, temporarily housed, I opened the door and they had their Freddie's flowers box that they had opened up and left out for recycling so when my next door neighbor popped out her head for the clap for carers i said oh i'm interviewing freddie and she said oh his flowers (laughs) are amazing he's such an amazing guy we love freddie's flowers they really cheer us up
0: oh that's very nice so there you go that's great well you know they bring a lot of creativity at this time so you know you get to arrange the flowers and um and i think it's just sort of a very peaceful 15 minutes out of quite a you know i'd say at the moment the, the mindset is is almost is much harder than it's been before i'm yep. certainly finding working at home you know you're not getting that break of going to the office yeah and i'm finding that quite hard you know just like how to not have that separation and not to carry sort of work through to the evening and stuff
1: and how are you um it, it wasn't one of my questions but i'm interested to know now how how are you managing to um have that separate thing so to to be in your work mode and then your family mode
0: well, it, it's difficult. I mean, it is it's really difficult and it's just um you know, I've got my wife Sophie who who's a school teacher so she's been sort of home quite a lot with our son Jesse and you know, the balance is just I've just got to structure the day to make sure that in the evening, I'm not doing any work. So it's very, very nice on one hand, but it's also quite, quite difficult, which I'm sure everyone's everyone's finding. It's just interesting. It's an interesting time. It <laughs> is. And
1: it's also finding space. You know, I mean, I don't have children's stuff, but if you've got children and you, you're not used to working from home, so you don't have a little office space and you're doing a bit of homeschooling, I think it is challenging. Yeah.
0: So yeah, f- definitely.
1: Freddie, my next question is what's your biggest distraction? What takes you off the gas? from your business
0: i have to say the the freddy's flowers is on my mind an awful lot whether i whether i'm you know nipping out to buy a coffee i'll be thinking about it you you know at the moment i have to say there's not a great deal i i think about that isn't you know that isn't work because there isn't much much else to think about so i've got i've got my family and work and those are the things that occupy my my mind at the moment but if you're
1: doing something let's say you're sitting at your laptop yeah and um you you're sort of there's a semi procrastination going on if you procrastinate you might not and so you might think I'll oh, just have a look on social media or I'll oh, just do you ever have those occasions in
0: all honesty i'd say what what ends up happening to me is i i end up coming back to to work as being the thing that i'd like to be doing work is my distraction if that makes sense so i i will stop doing other things because I, because i'm thinking i'd like to do do something towards towards this and i'll I'll be thinking more about this as a really exciting thing i can be looking at at the moment it's not the other way around really it ends up being the thing that i like to come back to because i see it as as a distraction so it is my distraction i I think uh, if i'm totally honest that that's what happens i'll be watching tv and uh, i end up picking up my laptop and sort of doing something on that
1: because that's what
0: i really get a lot of enjoyment out of
1: so on that note, it is time for our chocolate break, which is my distraction. Oh, And right. Freddie's, yeah, Freddie has dutifully got his bar with him. Now, the thing with Freddie is I asked him what chocolate he'd like, and he came back saying Cadbury's dairy milk. But it is important to stress, listeners, that it wasn't <laughs> just any dairy milk bar. It had to be the biggest dairy milk bar so you can hear Freddie tucking in I'm about Tracking to open away. my wrapper and fresh out of the
0: fridge as well Amelia I think it's very important <laughs> oh
1: I, wow I, I can't hold the mic and open the back I have to my teeth carry on I Freddie have, you carry I have hand.
0: also I have also upgraded to whole nut I'm afraid because I, oh. I did think I, well I know I'm sorry I just suddenly realised that actually <laughs> it, it, it is between dairy milk and whole nut and I actually think that the hazelnuts that's a, in dairy milk. Yeah, yeah I would have gone that the a real
1: bummer. I haven't. So just very quickly, why Cadbury's dairy milk? What is the association with that?
0: God, I'm eating it now. Um, I know, you're
1: supposed to. I'm eating it too. That's fine.
0: <laughs> I just think that it's not association so much as, well, there is just something very classic about it. And, and, and I like the originality of Cadbury dairy milk. And then I suppose I just can't beat the flavour of it. I mean, nothing I've ever come across quite beetsy you know it's just so nice <laughs> and then it is just like childhood you know I just it just tastes better than any other chocolate in my opinion and uh I can hear you eating yours Amelia very nice I am I don't <laughs> you... normally
1: buy it I have to say but actually it's not, not bad no what would no, your, no, no what no. would your
0: what would your favorite um, be
1: well I mean I because I come from high end chocolate. with my chocolate <laughs> well I do yeah I don't have mine now and I really miss it because they're unusual recipe combos but um I mean, at the moment, I'm into Waitrose 49% milk or their ah. ginger and turmeric dark. Oh, um, crikey,
0: so quite quite a specialist chocolate, we'd call that. I yeah. just,
1: yeah, I hop around, I hop around. But but my my big sort of treat, now I don't have my own, would be someone like Pierre Marcolini. If you ever need to spoil Sophie, Pierre Marcolini is superb. Oh, really? Superb.
0: Okay. I just, I've always liked... Charlie in the chocolate factory. And for some reason, this um this, you know, if I'm looking at this chunky bar here, it's always reminded me of that um, you know, the old film where he finds the golden oh, ticket. Oh, Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka, and, and it arrived in a chocolate bar that reminds me of this as well. I just think there's something very cool and nice there about it. There is. And Actually, just it.
1: very quickly as a thought, the other bar that I bought recently was Willy's um oh,
0: yes, yes, milk yes, yes, yes. with
1: sea salt. And you know what? I haven't bought Willie's stuff for a long time, but I just—it was really—it was a very good, cracking bar, and I have to say that I bought the whole. I ate the whole square. Well done. He had quite
0: a good TV program as well, didn't he? It was quite. He did. He's a good man.
1: Okay, moving out of the chocolate. Um, break now keep on eating but it's back to work Freddie back Great. to extract more information <laughs> more gems yeah the um the words sort of entrepreneur founder and small business owner mm. there seems to be I feel I don't know what you feel about it this sort of you know a small business owner can be called an entrepreneur um, a founder could be a small business owner what what are your thoughts on do you see yourself as a founder do you see yourself as an entrepreneur uh what's your sort of thoughts on those words and and I suppose it's labeling, isn't it?
0: yeah, I mean, I've always, the word entrepreneur always fractionally cringes me out. I don't know why but but <laughs> I, I just think there's there's something about the word that I find a little um cringeworthy and' I'm, you know people like to call themselves an entrepreneur and i'm I had an idea that I really, really liked, and um I just thought I genuinely thought at the time this is just gonna bring you know, people are going to really like this and it's going to really improve. I genuinely thought it would improve people's lives. And I was just very excited to to bring it to people. So I've always, uh, you know, I suppose fundamentally I'm the founder of the business, but I I, I don't consider myself much more than just being really passionate about about the idea and wanting it to be as good as possible and and want to provide the best level of service to to the customers as is physically possible
1: from where i stand i see you as i see you as a founder but i also see you as an entrepreneur because i see you starting to flip a business in a very exciting way and i see you growing the business and you know recruiting people but it is I they're just two definitions that that sort of fascinate me. So someone like the guys at Fever Tree, what was it? Charles Warlow and who's I can't remember the name of the other guy. To me they are entrepreneurs. They had this idea. They saw a gap in the market. They absolutely nailed it and then they sold out for yeah. a lot of money. For my business as a chocolate person, I think I saw myself more as a founder because I didn't flip yeah. it. So for me
0: I see what you mean. I do see what do you see what I mean yeah
1: what are your just um briefly because we want to get into your well-being side which is a very important side to the show what does the word success mean to you and what does the word failure mean to you
0: oh golly um the word success well I think I think what I briefly alluded to uh before which is success is just that we are delivering something that is making people happy and that they are enjoying and, and that we are doing it in the right way that we want to do. And that you know, that that one box of flowers is as good as it possibly can be. And customers are as happy as they possibly can be. So, so th- those are all we focus on is are the flowers good enough? And is the service good enough? And um, if they are, then we are, we're, we're doing well.
1: Real integrity. Yeah, you really care about your customers. You care about your product, yeah. and therefore, that is success. It's not the big goal of I am going to sell out to CERN, so I am going to go to whatever. It's really strong, uh, cu- you know, personal customer um, first sort of slant, yeah. which is which is no. um, really refreshing. What what do you think about the word failure, Freddie? How do you what do you see as failure, or do you think that we we don't fail?
0: Well, I think, I mean, failure would be not meeting those those criteria of success without being too, uh, you know, I mean, failure would be that we don't care about the customer and, and, and we are a business that isn't, that the word integrity is not that important to and that basically that customers are not happy but do you failed.
1: see failure as a positive thing in the way that i mean i hate the word failure but i'm always i'm also fascinated <laughs> by it, it. Yeah. and it's like when people say you gave up your business and it's like no i didn't give up my business i evolved into something else but do you see that when we have our failings um in business that it's a, a learning you know do you see it as a positive thing that you can yeah, learn from I it or, or not
0: yes i mean i mean, absolutely whenever whenever you you make a, a mistake or something then 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 you work out how, what what the mistake you've made is and, and how to get around it but i think as so long as you've got your core ambition is is a really good one then Yeah, you'll make little failures along the way, which are always good things. But you're constantly reaching towards a goal of your success, which is what everyone's striving towards. So yeah, we we make little mistakes in the business, but it's how you react to a mistake that's so important. So if a customer's not happy, as long as you're instantly jumping on the reason why that's the case, then absolutely, and and turning it around as as much as you can, then. That, that, is your, that is the success that you're after.
1: Okay, so now we're going to hop into the well-being section, Freddie, which is where our listeners and I delve into how you stay well and keep fit. So how do you keep yeah. your um, mental fitness? How do you um, sustain mental health?
0: I really, uh, you know, everyone says, but, but I do feel mm-hmm. exercise is my absolute key to it you know i do get really I, I can get very anxious my mental health can definitely mm-hmm. suffer from it and um, i just find that if that's the case on a certain day then going out to do a bit of exercise just completely changes my mindset some days i can definitely feel not not that great and it and it's important to go and, to go and do that to keep yourself feeling fit and isn't it
1: wonderful them. that nowadays everybody talks about it i mean i'm two decades older than you practically freddie and in my youth nobody did and you didn't dare go to the doctor because it would be on your records and your boss would have you know could have potentially accessed your records and said she's clearly got issues and you'd be dismissed so it's so liberating and and i'm right yeah. with you on the exercise it's really good and i found recently um i'm doing some online pilates and that is amazing for um helping sort of those days when one feels really anxious um really powerful yes
0: I've mean yeah the the, on, the online uh, stuff at the moment is quite fun actually so, you know doing exercise classes from home and stuff well at the moment i suppose in 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 lockdown it's quite easy to think that things are sort of piling on top of you workwise and and it, and it is just you just somehow got to tell yourself that you, you know things aren't ever quite as big as they seem and you've just got to kind of try and relax yourself a bit and and, and that
1: usually helps. yeah try and sort of hang on to the thing of everything works out in the end I certainly have something at the moment that's really challenging yeah. me and all I can think is that you know these things work out in the end um so it's but it's riding through the storm so yes. Freddie do you have a daily ritual that you know you have a, a ha- a, a thing that you always do every morning or or every evening that is part of your life?
0: I try not to drink too much coffee. I think that's very important for me. I get, I find that gets me a bit, that uh, yep. <laughs> starts the mind racing too much coffee. I say each, you know, I, I, since having had my son, you know, it's harder to sort of exercise regularly, but I try and make sure that, two or three times a week i have a a sort of set session in the gym session uh, you know uh thing that i Mm -hmm. go go and do each each day so that's good um or or three times a week Uh, and then other than that i'm afraid my my routine is i'm not a very structured person so i don't find it i end up just doing you know flitting (laughs) around and doing lots of lots of lots of different things and and the notion of sort of setting myself something to do each in the middle of the day i find quite difficult but i find as long as i can sort of stick to occasionally doing something throughout the week then that makes me feel certainly better
1: better. so do you have your phone because i i'm sort of um i switch my phone off at night but i'm in a, a different situation and and um i feel that it helps one sleep a lot better but do you have your phone on or off at night I have my phone on at night and I have to
0: say that yeah the phone is is the one thing that I I mean it's not like I would wake up for a two o'clock call in the morning but we have them on next to us for whatever reason I don't I don't know <laughs> but phones are an evil thing and I, I you know we've tried in the past saying you know, we won't have it with us past seven o'clock in the evening and things but then you just drift back into it I mean I don't know you're right they're, they're not you know they're not a they're not a great thing to constantly have with you and yet i sort of do and i coming back to your original question about what sort of distracts me from whatever i mean you know yeah. often picking up a phone actually is just a, an evil thing to to do isn't it but everyone yeah. does it the whole time um constantly hungry do you have that thing
1: that, that monitors how many times you look at your phone
0: i do but i've never checked it i have not checked it before but i it will be up there as pretty high amounts. I mean, because you're either responding to emails or you're on the phone or you're looking at the internet for something. I mean, it's just relentless the amount you can use it. I would certainly be better off without it that much. And and one day I'll get around to it.
1: Okay. So Freddie, if if you and your wife have your phones on at night, do you find that you sleep
0: the, the worst thing for me that I find affects me when I wake up in the morning is if I have been looking at a screen up till the point where I go to sleep, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's TV or if accidentally you somehow end up being on your laptop, you know, doing, you know, whatever uh, till the point where you go to sleep, then I, I can wake up feeling your your brain does not settle, which, which is bad. So I do sleep reasonably well most of the time and the phone doesn't wake me up, but it you know it's, it's on silent or whatever I wish I could just say I'm not going to look at a screen from seven o'clock onwards but I can't
1: no so I'd like to I, I mean I don't know if there's a right or wrong okay quickly because I know that we're we're um we there's still more questions that I need to feed into you but what are your hobbies I know that we're in lockdown but let's just daydream as if we've got through <laughs> the final stage of lockdown and life has returned to to a bit more normal
0: my hobbies, my god, it's a difficult one. I mean, I just, I, I love just hanging out with, um, with Sophie and Jesse. I mean, I really, it, that takes up a huge amount of, of time is sort of, you know, do things with Jesse, I think takes up, if I'm not working, that takes up pretty much all of my time. And I'm really, you know, we listen to, he absolutely loves music. So me and him sit there listening to music together, which is really sweet. Um, we're currently looking to buy a new house so sophie's helping with uh you know doing some of the design work for that so me and her will will sort of do that together which is really fun and then you know chatting to friends and i, I mean really those are those are things that take up all of my time yeah i uh, can imagine you know and then when we get a bit of time off me and so you know we'll watch tv bluntly and just do that <laughs>
1: veg. Do you have, um, Freddie, a book or a song or both that you would like to recommend to the listeners um, to read or listen to?
0: I think the music one's are an interesting one because, you know, at any given time, you've got endless songs that you love and, and would want to promote this. And I suppose the the key thing about ever choosing, in my opinion, is a song that's one you really love is just, is, is the nostalgia associated to it. Mm. That ends up being what it is. I mean, whether it's the Postman Pat theme tune or something, you know, it's just, there's often a song that has got like real meaning to you and you almost don't have to love anything about it. It just brings, evokes so many memories. And for some reason, the, the song that always, that does that for me is, and I just would never, you know, it's, it's a combination of Van Morrison and Cliff Richard. Uh, That's
1: Cliff Richard, an interesting would, combo.
0: Yeah, very interesting combo. I, you know, and it's a song called Whenever God Shines His Light. And um, I'm not religious, uh, you know, nothing like that. It's just a song that for some reason has memories of me driving through Scotland with my mum and dad when I was probably, you know, from six to ten years old. We used to go there every year and dad had this uh, tape That had a back in the day. Obviously, you know, you you would make a tape with your playlist on it, uh, with your favourite songs on it. And this this tape that Dad had had maybe twenty five songs on it, and this was one of them. And it just takes me back there. And it's you know, no one else will necessarily like the song, but I love it for that reason, uh, because it just brings up memories. So that would be a song that uh, I really like, and then a book. Now, you know, I actually I don't read as much as I would like and um i used to read quite a lot but recently i i do i'm just really enjoying the the books on people who and this sounds again quite sort of um you know it kind of relates to business in a certain way but i do love these books of people who have done extraordinary things so recently reading a book called into thin air by john krakow which is about the team of people who climbed everest i absolutely love that you know a, portion of them died and it's just you know studying that they they climbed it um, Mm. a while ago and it's just very interesting uh and then another cracking book is shackleton's incredible journey which talks about how he um you know his his entire journey that he made so those are those are two books that i would highly recommend (laughs)
1: <laughs> Brill. well i'm gonna put them on my list most stephanie so finally freddie the podcast is named after my grannies hope and patience and so i would love to ask you when you have had to have a time um of hope and also um a time where you've needed to have a dollop load of patience
0: firstly very uh apt grandparents names i think very very nice to have both of those names handy (laughs) (laughs)
1: handy handy. i don't know what they'd think of me sort of popping them on a podcast (laughs) but they're pretty they're pretty cool funky women i think they'd be all right about it
0: (laughs) i mean oh god in terms of hope i mean hope is just sort of every day i I just come in and and hope that we're we're you know doing the doing the right thing i suppose amelia i mean Mm -hmm. I just have real hope that it, it, it works each day and that, you know, you, running a business you always is on a bit of a knife edge. You're never quite sure whether whether it's going to work or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you've invested so much time in it and energy. And, you know, for me personally, if it failed, I'd feel completely distraught. Your whole life, not your whole life, of course not, but so much of you, of me has been put into it that, I hope that it, succeed, it succeeds and we carry on and, and you know, and, and the business works and, um, and that we deliver flour. So I hope that each day
1: <laughs> it will. I'm sure it will. So where have you had to need a lot of patience? A time, one time you're allowed. One time
0: where <laughs> I needed patience. I probably needed patience with with my mum back in the day who, who you know, my mum would would help a lot. but. Um, uh, I would often actually get my most frustrated with her as I'd be walking around the flower markets at 4 in the morning with her at you know trying to choose our first arrangements that we were going to go out to our customers and she'd be choosing things that I just thought weren't quite good enough even though I had very little idea and she was the pro and I'd just be <laughs> shouting saying no that's that's not right we've got to we've got to choose better and and well, actually, Maybe she needed the patience. We both needed patience at that point. It was, you know, we had six months together of kind of you know waking up early, coming back to the garden. She helped pack the boxes and stuff, and. Uh, I suppose I needed patience with her throughout that period.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to ask her the same question. Freddie, it has been an absolute delight chatting to you. I feel like I could chat to you for hours. Um, what's the best place for our listeners to find your flowers and, and find out more about you and your tea?
0: Well, it's uh, freddysflowers.com is our website or, you know, Freddie'sflowers on Instagram or Facebook.
1: And, it, and that's the handle is Freddie's Flowers.
0: Uh, at freddy's flowers for social media
1: so thank you once again freddy thank you the book for um, this episode i'd like to recommend is the body a guide for the occupants by bill bryson it's a really good read if one's forgotten about the inner workings of one's body and um, you learn there's just so much you can learn about it and then the quote is from marcus aurelius and for anyone who hasn't heard of him he was a roman emperor and stoic and it is you have power over your mind not outside events realize this and you will find strength thank you so much for joining us both today i'll be back in a couple of weeks don't forget to subscribe to get the latest episode And if you enjoyed the chat, it would be fab if you could rate and review on Apple or Spotify. If you think the gems in the episode may inspire your family, friends, neighbour or colleague, please do share it with them. It also helps more people find the show too, which is brill. If there is anything you'd love to hear more of, less of and importantly too, none of, please let me know. The show is here for you. So until next time, bye bye and remember to keep your inner sparkle sparkling.
0: Hope and Patience with Amelia Rope. Join the conversation at hopeandpatience.co.uk or find Amelia on Facebook,
1: Instagram and Twitter at Hope and Pat.